Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. podcast a filthy day on the English Riviera but Richard for the first time in living memory we're sitting indoors in the same room drinking coffee podcasting yeah it's um it, it seems it seems like a long time doesn't it feels unusual doesn't it it does we've been following the rules so this is the first week we've been able to do this I'm glad we're not sitting outside because if you're uh, if you're tuning into this from far away lands it's a filthy day here I wonder what you're gonna say <laughs> I was just sat on the seafront at the traffic lights and the car was moving and that's quite a feat with a, a lump of my size in it. You could <laughs> smell the sea because um, the wind's blowing in off the sea. It's a bad, bad day out here. If you look out the window here, it's just the, 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 the rain's just lashing down. And, it is. Uh, it's, a, it's a good job that we don't have to be outside to do this one. I think this would be online if, uh, if situations were like that. I think you're right. But we've got sunshine in our hearts, haven't we? Because oh, we've got two games to go. Haven't we? Big, big, big game on Saturday with the fans back in against Barnet. Um, big, good game last uh, Sunday at Stockport, which yeah. we'll talk about. I mean, if we were neutrals, if it was earlier in the season, we'd have come away from that thinking, what a cracking game that was. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And we came away that. with a point. But yeah. uh, will it be enough? Who knows? You've had a chat with Gary this morning. I had a chat with him. Uh, oh, let me think about when it was. Uh, it was Tuesday morning. Okay. Tuesday morning uh, when I was working on the Herald Express for Wednesday. Um, so I had a chat with him then. Um, so it was still early in the week and, you know, uh, he wasn't going to talk about injuries and, and stuff like that. But he was obviously quite happy to talk about the Stockport game and the up and coming um, game against Barnet. So I tell you what, we'll go off and we'll have a listen to what Gary has to say, and then we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back after that. Gary, how was the feeling after the game on the coach, etc.? What was the what was the talk like? What was the atmosphere like? Well, immediately after the game, um, we were all a little bit disappointed and frustrated, really. I think you know, not angry as such because we didn't play bad. We played quite well actually, and I thought it was a fantastic game and, and that's what happened sometimes uh, we had I went through it last night again and we had 17 very good opportunities and they had eight very good opportunities mm. so it was one of them we felt that you know we had enough chances to come out winners um, but at the same time there were two teams that were pretty equal on the day as far as play was concerned you, um, yeah um, sorry go on yeah, so we just felt that, um, you know, we could have come out winners, but we didn't. We, I thought we lads give their all, absolutely, um, enhanced our club's reputation uh, as far as, the, you know, the media was concerned. But, um, of course, we only picked up the point. Yeah. Although that point, of course, was much better than losing because it still keeps you in with a, with a chance um, of it going to the last game of the season, of course. We're going to need to try and score as many goals as we can, but you've got to think about winning the game first. Uh, absolutely. Um, you, you touched on it already. It was, uh, for a, non a game of non-league football, a fantastic game, wasn't it? It was, and you know, I, I'm pleased that 
you know, people that watch the game and have agreed with that. And they, you know, that that boys give us, you know, give us everything. They did what they can, and it was like a Man City versus Man United game. You know what I mean? Both sides had opportunities to win it, and but you ended up coming out of a draw, and probably they were the ones at the end that were playing a little bit more for a draw. Mm-hmm. Oh, I threw a bit of a curveball in. You did. I thought we were going to try and keep the, the draw, but I thought, I said, I've seen Kyle in training and I know he's got the attributes yeah. to play centre up and centre forward. Yeah. And I thought he did very well when he went up there and he set up a couple of opportunities, picked the ball away, won his headers in the box, and um, he did very well. So that's good. He's, he's pleased to be back. He just wants to. Uh, you know, be on the pitch. I suppose Whitfield now, so uh, you know it makes it difficult um, to pick a team and all that sort of thing because you can't put 15 in the 11. <laughs> yeah. But um, at the same time, it you know it gives a chance. We've got two quality players back available. You certainly confused the BT guys. <laughs> Where, 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 well, you confused me. I mean, I I started writing about you changing to a back three, and then thought, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, but you, we, you, we, you, we had to go for it at, yeah. at that point, and I felt we needed a little bit of presence. Scott run his race, you know, he worked his socks off up there, and uh, the other lads did. Connor's okay; he can uh, run all day long anyway. <laughs> but I just felt we needed presence in the penalty area, yeah. and uh, so I decided that uh, Carl would be that. Presence. And and when Ben started running down the left wing, he worried them, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, you know, you got to remember, neither of them have trained that much. No. Um, you know, we tried to keep them fit while they were sort of rehabilitating, but it's not the same as going into a game like that and being able to play ninety minutes at, at the tempo that that game was played at. So I had to you know, judge it when to bring them on, and I thought. Uh, I brought them on when I felt that we needed to get the game back. Um, yeah. We, I think we, we scored our second goal against the runner play, I think. Um, and, I, and I felt we needed to get some fresh legs out there. Um, then, just as I was making the, 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 the subs, and we, um, you know, we, we let the, their second goal in from the, from the corner. Um, but after that, we then absolutely dictated and had a few more very, very good chances in and around six yard box, let alone the 18 yard box. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward then, Gary, uh, two games to go, two games that you would hope to win or you expect to win, I should say. Um, how do you how do you look at those? Is it is it go out and score as many goals as possible to give yourself a chance? Got to be careful because that's sometimes disrespectful to opposition and, yeah. and they get the arm and that motivates them. Yeah. Think. So, listen, you, you, we go out like we always go out to win yeah. the game. And, you know, we, I don't think you've ever seen us sit back when we're 1-0 no, no. up or when we're 6-0 up. Do you know what I mean? We, we just keep, we, we, we keep relentless in, in our game. Yeah. And that's what we, we'll, we'll try and do again. So, but uh, certainly... You can't go, right, lads, you need to score 10 goals here, let's all go out and go gun hard because yeah, Barnet, um, you know, they've had a couple of decent results. The lads that have gone in there, uh, the, the coaches and the manager, you know, they, they, they've got them a little bit more solid. Sometimes you don't look like that with the results. But you can see that they've, you know, they've got more um, 
Disappointing thing happens, and it is the playoffs. Then more than capable of winning a playoffs, aren't we? Well, exactly. We, we you know, we mustn't even use those words. We're going to be. Dis- I won't be using them anyway. But, right. You know, we're going to be disappointed to be in the playoffs because that's what we've done. That's you know where we are, and yeah, um, we we got to go. We got to embrace it. Yes. Got to go, yeah. Oh, lovely. We got a couple of great games um, to to get ourselves into the football league. That's if it comes down to that. So we'll be positive all the way along. Um, but the boys also know the situation and the scenarios of what they've known for the last four or five games. You know? So um, that's, I think, why you know, there's a lot of effort gone into it. And if a team pips you at the end of the day, then you've got to deal um, in a positive way with, yeah. the, with the next scenario, which would be the, uh, the playoffs. Um, the fans back Saturday, which will be nice. That'd be fantastic. Be more than nice. Yeah. Um, it'd be great to see human beings, <laughs> um, and not only human beings that have got yellow bids on for the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's it'll, it'll be fantastic, and uh, it's a great game because you know it's a good game to, to have um, as a first you know game back for the fans um, because it is so important, and and they know their team has you know has got to come out and. Perform. Yeah. Um, it's not doubt about that. And, and, the, and they, uh, they can help you. Sorry. And they can help you. Absolutely, they can help us. That, you know, our fans are sort of another ten percent on top of that uh, of, of the boys' efforts. Yeah. And uh, as I've always said, they're a very knowledgeable crowd that we got. So we've only got the, the football crowd in. <laughs> and uh, and they know when to, when to scream and shout, when to cheer. Um, and went to get behind the lads and uh, listen, the lads, I, I look at the Twitter stuff and all that, I think there's an empathy between the fans and the and the players at yes. the moment and we can be very, very strong, we can be a very strong force as a, as a club together, so uh, we look forward to our fans being there. Brilliant, good luck Saturday, uh, kind of looking forward to Sunday as well and watching Saturdays, that'd be good wouldn't it? We'll see, yeah. The games are not the same day. You have double the, double the, uh, not trust, double the worry, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't worry about your game, then you've got to worry about someone else's game. Yeah. But when, when you get them all together, you only have to worry, you know. In one go, game. yeah. And yeah. look at it after. Yeah. So it's, uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's where you want to be at the end of the season. And I say, I'll be doing all I can. We're all doing all we can to, uh, Brilliant, thank you, Gary. It's a massive game to look forward to on Saturday, but let's uh, should we have a chat about the Stockport game first? Yeah, because we Sunday lunchtime um, we were in front of the BT Sport cameras at Edgeley Park, and you have to say it was a cracking game of football. Chris Hargreave said it was a good advert for the National League, and I think he was right. I think uh, I had a couple of friends who watched it. Who uh, I, I talk about football on a WhatsApp group, and they're they're, they're 
talky fans in as much as they don't go. Yeah. And they are West Ham fans all there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they watched it and they thought it was an amazing game of football. And I agree, it was... I mean, I, I used the term full, full to brimming of, of quality. Yeah, I, I think you were right. It was, a you know, as I said before, we, we talked to Gary, if, if we'd had that game in the first quarter of the season when we were just trying to pick up a point here and there, we'd have been thrilled to come away from a game like that with a point, but maybe it won't be enough now. Who knows? But we had plenty of chances. I mean, let's savour for a moment Conor Lemonhay Evans hitting the post with that little dink over the goalkeeper. It looked like a Premiership chance, didn't it? It, did. it really yeah. did. It, uh, the way he took it was just sublime. Um, OK, it hit the post and came back out, which was a shame. Um, I don't think from that angle he could have he could have done much better. If no. he had, it would have been goal of the season for everyone. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and he's—I mean—he's done his CV no harm at all with that no, performance. I, I was thinking with that performance actually during the game. All, all crikey! <laughs> yeah, Stop yeah, being so good on yeah. telly. Yeah, just when the cameras are on, yeah. just just shank a couple. Or, yeah. you know, play a back pass a little bit short. But I mean, when we start talking about those kind of things, that's when you—that's obviously yeah. doing well. Yeah, I mean, he was man of the match. He was he was easily man of the match. I thought on Sunday there were some good performances. He's always there, done it, does it in front of cameras. <laughs> it does, doesn't now, he? I'm not saying he doesn't do when, do it when the cameras aren't there, as in the BT Sport cameras. But but he always has those really really extra good games in front yeah. of the BT Sport cameras. He so BT to, Sport, he? please yeah. come and do every game. <laughs> yeah. He played. Mind you, <laughs> they more or less will if we get yeah. to the playoffs, or if we end up in the playoffs, I should say. I mean, he he did really well, didn't he, Connor? I mean, it was a, it was a good game all round. There were a lot of good performances there. Um, another thing that kind of got overlooked when we were talking about uh, what had gone after the game was the amazing save that um, the Lucas Kovalan pulled off. Another Premiership fabulous save. Um, I mean, the ball came at oh, him at hundred miles an hour, yeah. didn't it? At, at the last minute, um, it, it was it was a quality save. Um, such a quick reaction. Um, but even then, to have a strong hand to turn it yeah. around the post, because the reaction is one thing. To get a hand to it is another thing. To actually palm it around the post, because yeah. you know you've got to you've got to be strong and uh, and know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a wonder save. He's a seriously seriously good goalkeeper, isn't he? I mean, Phil Osborne was on Twitter um, sharing the clip. Um, they work really work the keepers hard. I mean, we've yeah. seen them in training, haven't we? They yeah. work the keepers, work, work, work the keepers for reactions, uh, speed on their feet. And, you know, as you say, this, this technique of not just getting in the way of a shot, but pushing it in the right direction, mm. you know, not pushing it back out into the danger area. Um, and he's had a really good run, hasn't he? I mean, you, you feel for Sean McDonald, who hadn't done a lot you wrong do. before the Maidenhead game. You do feel for Sean McDonald because he hadn't done a lot lot wrong. I, I think Gary just feels that Lucas Kovalan has got a bit more of a physical presence about mm. him. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, tips him to the number one spot at the moment. However... I mean, we've we've talked about it before, haven't we? It's good to have two number ones in the, in in the squad. Oh, absolutely! You wouldn't have any hesitation if if Lucas, heaven forbid, but if Lucas picks up an injury in training between now no. and the weekend, you know you've got a very capable keeper. Yeah. To slot yeah. back in there. But what, what, so, what else about the Stockport game? The the result. The result. Now, I did speak to Gary, and and obviously, folks listening have have listened to the interview. He doesn't really want to use the word disappointed. 
No, um, no. In, in as much as if we get into the playoffs, he won't be disappointed to get into the playoffs. He'll be positive about getting into yeah. the playoffs. So I don't think he was disappointed I about mean, the Stockport result. Um, we, we, we can be disappointed as we like, the fans. Um, and yes, you know, uh, off the record and, and everything, all the players would have been... yeah. Pissed off? Can I say that? <laughs> well, you just have. I just yeah. have. Yeah, as a first for the podcast, I don't know where that came from. Uh, but it, you know, that's exactly sums up what they yeah. will have felt uh, yeah. after the game, and 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 who can blame them? Um, they 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 will they will feel as if they well, Conor Lay Evans Lemonay Evans did say after the after the game on on BT Sport that they felt like they had enough chances to win it. Yeah, and they just didn't take the chances. Now. Um, Without wanting to lay into Benji Kimpioka for two games in a row, um, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a great chance at the end there. It was. Um, he should have gone on and, and struck the ball himself. Um, everyone watching it would have been, would have expected that. In the end, he was unselfish. Yeah. Uh, laid it off to Connor, um, who had made a wonderful run. But it was too late to lay it off to him. Yeah, he was, was already behind, was behind him. Wasn't he, he, yeah. play, he had yeah. to play. He had to play the ball behind him more yeah. or less. Yeah. Otherwise, Connor was going to be offside, and uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I think if we see Benji Kimpioka one on one with the keeper on Saturday, I think he will aim for the corner. He'll he'll, he'll got, get it in. He'll yeah. get it in. He, he's yeah. done it twice. Did it against Bromley. He had a go. The keeper made himself big. Stopped the ball. These things happen. Exactly we, we the all, same chance well, to get stopped I, for. I I don't give it to the goalkeeper that miss against uh, no. no I th- I think been. I yeah. think he should have scored that. Um I think he had left and right options and hit it straight at the goalkeeper. Now the goalkeeper made it look good because he came out and and narrowed yeah. the angles but it, but he still put it straight at the goalkeeper. Now I'm not saying I would have done better as a 50-year-old. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, streaking through the middle there, well winning the ball off two strong defenders and yeah. then creating the chance himself, which obviously, you know, he did. But you just wanted to score a goal, don't you? Yeah, well, I'm sure he, he feels that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, no, he must be as frustrated as, as the next man. But, you know, there were a couple of times when the chances came and went uh, against Stockport. I think it was the Bromley draw that's going to be more costly. That nil-nil at home to Bromley that really should have been a win. Yeah. A point at Stockport is, is not to be sneezed at, yeah. but should have been three at home to Bromley. But there you go, you know, these things are... There you go. Yeah, there you go. And... To be fair, playoffs wouldn't be... A, we're still on an upward trajectory, as we keep saying on this podcast. Playoffs this season was the hope rather than the expectation. Oh, we would have taken the playoffs and, and, and without sort of wandering into the land of cliches, we would have snapped someone's oh. hand off if, if we'd well, offered the playoffs at the start of the season. Um, we had a poll on the Devon Live website, which people were, you know, click, what do you think, you know, what are your hopes for Torquay for this season? At the start of the season. And I think 60, 70% went for playoffs as, you yeah. know, the, the hope at the beginning of the season. So, you know, I don't think we can be too upset if, if we don't end up going up automatically. No, not at all. And no. we end up playing Stockport in the playoff final. Well, that's the trouble Ashton with game. the way it's all set out, <laughs> isn't it? Is, is you know... Uh, you look at those teams, and apart from Hartlepool, uh, maybe I'm not sure I'd be too worried about the others. Although I'm prepared to be more than more than wrong, but um, you look at it and you think we could end up playing Stockport in the final. Ashton Gate, Ashton June, Gate, June yeah. 20th. Now I, I did notice that Hartlepool, Hartlepool's um, uh, local paper do quite a lot of stuff on Hartlepool, which is, which is very good. Um, they do do stuff that 
you wonder if they've just got up that morning and decided to write about it rather than actually yeah. worth writing about. But t- t- twelve things we learned yeah, yeah, from the yeah, half time yeah. interval and yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, uh, they're very good, and they were they they were I think more than Hartlepool decrying the fact that the fi- the playoff final would be at <laughs> Ashton Gate. Gate, and I just sat there and read it and thought. Welcome to our world. Uh, well, that's very true. That's very. We've had to go to old. Trafford oh no, you have now. to travel. Exactly. We, I mean, we, let's face it. They do. They do. They probably don't do as much travelling as us, but I'm sure they do a bit. But it's got to be somewhere. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere. And we've always said that you know playing it at a decent Championship ground is better than playing it at Wembley. An empty Wembley. You know, you've got the occasion, you're at Wembley, but a, a, a half-full, two-thirds full championship ground would just be so much better. It's, it, it makes so much more sense. Even yeah. when we had the playoff, the, the, that playoff final at, at, at Old Trafford, it kind of sense, didn't make sense it? Yeah. either. No, makes no sense. But Ashton Gate, similar like Ashton Gate, similar like Reading, you know, these, these decent championship grounds. There is, a, there. Th- there is a contractual reason, isn't there, why these games are played at Wembley? If they can't play, be played at Wembley, for example, like now, because yeah. there'll be Euros going on, why yeah. would you take it to a similar-sized ground? Tottenham or, or Old Trafford would just be ridiculous. Ashton Gate seems perfectly sensible to me. Contractual you know, you reasons can, you, means play, paying for Wembley, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I think... It's all, I mean, how long has the new Wembley been up? Ten years? Maybe even longer mm. than that. It probably is longger than that. Um, but it, it all goes back to the fact that the, the, when Wembley was paid for, the FA guaranteed them a certain amount of games. Yeah. You know, and that's how it works, So, uh, which is fine. Still talking about the Stockport game then. Um, two very welcome returns, Ben Whitfield and Kyle Cameron. Yeah, I, I squeeze Gary every week off the record yeah. for information about loan players, and uh, sorry, not loan players, injured players, and even off the record... He is very reticent to tell me anything. Occasionally, he lets he lets a little bit, you know. Or, well, you could write about that. Yeah. Um, but not very often. Uh, we've been waiting for Ben Whitfield to come back for about a month and a half. Yeah. Um, it, it, every now and then he says Ben Whitfield's close. Yes. Ben Whitfield's close, yes. but. Um, I think half of the problem with that is that um, until the Friday, and I normally speak to him either on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Until the Friday. He just he doesn't really know, no, no. Uh, so he can speculate himself as to how well a, a player has been doing in training during the week. But until the Friday morning and they've trained in the Friday afternoon, he doesn't know no. really. Especially if they're on the comeback trail, you know he'll talk to Kai and he'll talk to the player and and if they don't feel they're ready, then they're not ready and he's not going to force them. Um, so you know it's it's one of those. We've got to the stage of the season now, though, haven't we? Where being 95% fit yeah. is, is good it's enough. It's almost good enough, yeah. isn't it? And, and a 95% fit Ben Whitfield coming Say on. Say that with, with eight yeah, teeth I, in. I'm not, try, <laughs> I'm not trying that again. Um, he looked tremendous when he came on. He's fast. He wanted the ball all the time, created a couple of chances. You just wanted him to get a shot away, really, but it didn't quite happen for him. No, he had a couple that were blocked, didn't he? And he, yeah. he, he put a couple of decent crosses in. Um, he did look dangerous. He looked like the old Ben Whitfield. Um, let's not forget, he wasn't having the best of form running up to he that. Kind, he kind of, he kind of dropped yeah, off a little yeah. bit just before he got injured. But um, a sharp, fit, 
fast, pacey, quick thinking Ben Whitfield down the left. Is, That'll do you. Wouldn't it? That'd be yeah. perfect for this for these last two games, and then and then, God forbid, if it's if it's the playoffs, then yes, please. Uh, for that reason, I don't. I'm not sure I would start him against Barnet on Saturday. I might keep him on the bench and bring him on for the last. I half don't hour. think you need to start him against no, Barnet because um, you need to keep. I, th- him I think fit at for the, the playoffs, moment, while he's while he's feeling his way back, I think he's probably more effective coming on mm. for that last twenty five minutes and. When, when, when Barnett's defenders uh, have been run ragged by other players. And Kyle Cameron, when he came on, his role was a little bit of a mystery until you remembered that Gary's worked with John Beck before. <laughs> He's also thrown <laughs> Kyle up front before. Yeah. But as he, a late substitute. But strangely, he, he wasn't so much up front as he was just the 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 target man. It was hit Kyle Cameron. Every time you've got a dead ball, Dean Moxie with his long throws... Yeah. Hit Kyle Cameron, Kyle Cameron and the ball can win come a down ball. off him. He yeah. won everything. Yeah, yeah. And he's nodding them down, and you know the second ball is where the, the the key to it is the second ball. But to have Kyle Cameron up there operating somewhere in the vague vicinity of the strikers, yeah, just as your target to knock Floating. the ball down. How, Floating striker. How clever is Floating that? Floating striker with a, a knock it down brief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we uh, he could put that as his Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was it was good seeing back first and foremost, yeah. but um, it was it was quite funny. I mean, I, I as he was standing there ready to come on, I was already already writing in the report. Gary's going to a back three or whatever I was writing, yeah. and that's what no, the guys yeah, at Sky Sports, yeah. uh, Sky Sports, uh, BT Sports said as well. And I, I think it took about a minute for us to realise <laughs> that he wasn't actually in a back three, um, which kind of would have made sense. Yeah. But uh, but then Gary, that's Gary being positive. Is that you the... know you, you thought. Okay, he's doing a back three, but he's shoring that up yeah. to, to throw everything else forward, including the, the, the two wing backs. But no, 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 he's chucking someone else, a big man up front, to cause problems. Is sending Kyle on to do that, is that the equivalent of sending your goalkeeper up for a last minute yeah, corner? Possibly, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean that, that was, I mean, it's tactical, that's that's brave management, isn't it, to play a, put a player in who's kind of out of his comfort zone in such an important well, I don't game. think he is out of his comfort zone. We, he looks comfortable up there. Out of I've his normal area. Yeah, out of his yeah, normal, yeah, air, normal yeah. sphere. Um, I think he, on another day, I think he could be a decent striker. It, 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 a lot he of scored these, a few at the start of the season. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and you know, without going into their youth histories, a lot of these players never started where they ended up no. as a player. You know, they would have played... And and you hear stories, don't you, about players who were were excellent? As um, I read a I read a story about I can't remember the name now, but it was it was on some uh, it might have been BBC I think when they they like to delve into non-league with quirky stories rather than actually mm, proper stories, yeah. don't they? But um, uh, there there was a story about a goalkeeper who'd retired and then gone and played striker in non-league, and yeah. I can't remember who it was. And I'm annoyed I can't. But and he was scoring lots of goals. Are if they, you're a player, you're a player. Yeah, yeah, and they know the goalkeeper's weaknesses as yeah, well, don't they? Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I, you know, it's fine lines. If Carl Cameron wasn't such a good defender, he might be a bloody good striker. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see what happens over the next couple of games. He might well get called in again for a Ooh. bit of the um, the Hail Mary, the um, the John Beck treatment. Just get yeah. the ball up to him and see what happens. Well, of course, Gary was John Beck's assistant mm, yeah. at Cambridge. Yeah. And you see, you, you see very little... John Beck style in Gary style because Gary likes to get the ball down and pass it and you know not just hit the corners and go for the territory but he proves when he, needs he, must when, when he needs can do must, it he can do it yeah. when I worked up in Cambridgeshire on a little newspaper called the Hunts Post in Huntingdon um, uh, obviously Huntingdonshire is a part of Cambridgeshire it's a kind of like geographical 
county within a county. And um, not to get too political. So okay. they, yeah. they are very political about that. They're, they not, they're not Cambridgeshire, they're Huntingdonshire. Huntingdonshire, okay. Um, but um, yeah, uh, the Cambridgeshire local TV station, it, John Beck was on there a lot <laughs> doing his talking about the local football scene yeah. and he liked the sound of his own voice yeah. doing that was, he's a character yeah. and he had a, he developed a way of playing that was not the most attractive but was very successful mm. very very and if Kyle Cameron can grab us a couple of goals between now and June the 20th um, we'll be really happy with it's that it's all down to John Beck it's all down to John Beck <laughs> uh, Scott Bowden um, hitting form at just the yeah. right time didn't he hit that penalty well uh, Gary said two weeks ago three weeks ago when he was denied a penalty in the in the last minute, and yeah. then we went on and scored anyway. Yeah, um, he did. Scott didn't he? would have scored that goal from the penalty spot anyway because he's not seen him miss one yet. No. Um, well, no one, no one was going to uh, stop that, were they? I was quite quite happy for the keeper that he didn't get in the way because it could have done him some damage. <laughs> he would have ended up yeah. in the back of the net with the with the ball. He absolutely that was a, he hit belted that. it for one of the well. There's not a better word, is there? He, he belted it. <laughs> but he did very nearly manage the miss of the season, didn't he? With the one. You, you yeah. know those DVDs that come out with Danny Baker on them at Christmas with um, uh, anyone under thirty won't remember those, but we did. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he nearly wrote himself into that one by hitting the bar from two yards out. But fortunately, well, no, not fortunately, because obviously he planned it. Yeah, um, the ball came down came straight and back he, at him, and he knocked he it in. He managed to yeah. knock it in. Um, but he's in the right place, isn't absolutely. he? He's in the right place at the right time. I'd, I'd keep hold of him next season. I, I think he's a decent player. I, I, I think uh, I think he's he, it might have taken him a bit, bit of a while to get match fit as well, because yeah. or game fit. Uh, I'm sure he was fit when he came here, but he hadn't played a lot of football. And, and I think it's taken him, it took him a little while to get, get back up to speed, but I think he, now he's, he's looking really good, really good indeed. But I mean, he's he's a mature player. He's he's quite he's a very calm player. He yeah. seems to be a very yeah. calm player. He doesn't seem to get involved in the you know the elbows and the um, pushing and shoving. He, he, it took us a while to find a, not a replacement for Danny Wright because he's injured, so he's coming back. But someone to cover for Danny Wright during yeah. that period, and um, we did try the odd thing that didn't work, didn't we? Mm. But I think we finally found it with Scott Bowden. One of those things that didn't work. Got a goal the other night, by the way. We'll come to that in a minute. Oh, but, right. Um, Interesting. There we go. But yeah, um, Scott Bowden, yeah, I, I think you're right. I would hang on to him. I, he also appears to be popular with the lads in the dressing room. He's been torquified. Good. As Gary says, yeah. you know, let's um, yeah, let's give him another chance. Be interesting to see what happens with contracts and retained lists and that. Yeah. Not going to speculate now because that well, could be, be another helpful. month away. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be helpful for anybody, but no. um, it's going to be interesting. Let's yeah, see. indeed, so. indeed. Uh, Aaron Downs got himself sent off the day after his birthday. Yeah. Was he was taking exception to the fact that Torquay were a throw-in was given to Stockport from which they scored. Obviously, um, it should have been a Torquay throw. Should it? I don't know. I didn't. Uh, they I did didn't show see it. the. They did show yeah. the replay later on, and it did look like it was their throw. Okay. Um, but they only showed it once, and I couldn't be forensic about it. Um, so will Aaron? Yeah, that, Connor. Thing... Connor said it was his. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, obviously, had a go at the referee after the goal because it was in the move leading up to the goal, um, yeah. saying that it should have been a penalty. Uh, a penalty. <laughs> I wish it had a penalty. Yeah. Uh, uh, start again saying it should have been a throw-in yeah. and um, the referee or the fourth official actually I think it was uh, uh, apparently took exception to what the, the way he styled it now we don't know what he said no. um, 
if it deserved a red, then it deserved a red. We However, have, we Gary, have, um, I, I did speak to Gary yeah. about it, uh, uh, and he seemed to think that it, it wasn't. It was a bit harsh. It was a bit harsh. It is a bit harsh. I mean, we we in the time where there were no fans in Playmore, and we were sitting up behind the dugouts, we we, we heard Aaron, and Aaron is quite forthright. Yeah, um, as but, you but we've would also expect. heard some of the other. Uh, managers and oh god uh, yeah there were a yeah. couple that yeah. really uh, and people on their bench that really did cross the line that didn't even get a talking no. to so it's once again going back to one rule for one one rule for the other consistency, consistency. is all you want isn't it yeah i tell you a thing that annoys i nearly used the word you used then annoys me mm. un- unbelievably about these televised games as well is I apologise if you picked up any bad language on the pitch side microphone. Don't watch the football or watch it with the sound turned it's down. It's not BT Sports' problem. It's it's Ofcom, isn't it? Ofcom, I suppose so. Ofcom, they have to do it to appeal. It's an Ofcom rule. But in which case, it's a daft rule because yeah. you know if you if you there are a lot more things match, that Ofcom should be worried oh, about than, uh, than a bit of swearing on yeah. the sidelines. So, but that's um, why they do it every time. It's not. It's, it's out of their hands. They have to do it. If they don't do it, then they get. So it's written somewhere in big letters inside the commentary box. Yeah. If you happen to hear, then you must say this. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. It winds my clock. I'll be honest. Does it? It absolutely <laughs> does. But um, but there you go. And one thing I have to mention before we leave the subject of the Stockport game in your extensive footballing career, Richard. Where yeah. did you understand that you had to place the ball for a corner? Yeah. It's been creeping out and out and out yeah. and out. Uh, there was, a, I, th- I think, I know the one you're talking about. It was about. the Stockport second goal. It was about half goal. a mile away yeah. uh, outside the actual it circle. Was... Now, um, it's the same rule as a goal, isn't it? The, the ball, so yeah. it's not a goal if 99% of the ball is over the line. Okay. But 1% of the ball is on the line. Because I, I remember and playing... A, and that's the yeah. same, because I've questioned it before, that's the same as a corner. So ninety nine percent of the ball can be outside of the little corner, but it's got to marker. overhang slightly. It's got to ho- overhang by one point five percent or whatever it is, which is why you can look at it and go, yeah, it looks outside, but actually it's just inside. But that one that was way outside. Yeah, it was halfway yeah. to the penalty. I mean, okay, you you can't say that that had a, a material impact on the fact that Stockport went and scored a very good goal from the corner. Yeah. But I mean, that needs clarity. I remember when playing football, when linesmen to, you used to just put it used, in the middle, and linesmen used to insist on the ball being in yeah. that quadrant well, to the extent that you thought point, you were going to kick the flag. At some point, that 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 rule was yeah was was not changed necessarily, but um, the the the, the idea of. Uh, the, the, the explained maybe yeah. um, back in the 1970s and 80s when we were young men and, and running down tearing down the wing oh god I remember that story. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just you, I don't think you even tried to get that advantage you just pick mm. the ball up and put it in the put the ball where it's meant to be where it's meant to be since, since technology has come along and I think the goal the goal line debate has, yeah. has widened you know when, when is it a goal well then they had to explain it's a goal because it's you know, one all, all of the ball, all one hundred percent of the ball is over. Got to be over the line. I think it just the, the, that rule just re- moved to the corners as well. But whatever happens, that it was not a legitimate corner. No, no. But hey, they scored from it. It was yeah. a two-two draw. We so moved. both of their goals were were off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we move on. Absolutely. So let's talk about Barnet then. Fans are back in. It's sold out. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. That Torquay fans have responded 
um, so magnificently. There is a live stream as well for yeah. those who can't get into the game. Um, it's going to be great. If you've got a ticket, get there in good time. Yeah. Be in the stadium. They won't let you in after three o'clock. It says that on your ticket. Yeah. So make sure that you're there. Can so you those, those two that used to sit in front of me and, and, and my dad and left Yeovil and got fish and chips on the way and wandered in about <laughs> 10 past three every game yeah, and then made everyone get up. Yeah. Um, just If you're listening, just, just start a bit earlier. Just get I always just wondered why they wouldn't just leave half an hour earlier just every game. Just get earlier. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. But, I mean, it's good. When, when children starts up 10 minutes before the kick-off, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere in there on Saturday. We're fortunate enough to be in there as well. Yeah, um, I, I just can't wait. It's going to be a great game. We've had some great games with Barnet down the years. Um, well, yeah, yeah. haven't we? Do you know it's it's we're just actually past the twentieth anniversary of um of no. the Battle of Barnet. It was May no. the fifth, two thousand and one. Twenty years ago, well, over twenty years. We let that pass. Actually, we wow. uh, we let that slip. But what did you do that day? Were you there? I was there. Yeah. I was behind the goal. Um, back. Can you in remember the, the whole day? Most of it. I went yeah. up with Tomo. Um, we we decided not to go for a pint before the game because it was obvious that there was a bit of a crush developing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was probably in the last thirty or forty people into the stadium. I can talk through the whole game. <laughs> Other than the game, sorry, day. The day. Well, I can I can tell you that I I was in the bath by about half six. At yeah. six o'clock, I had a bath. Yeah. Still wasn't sure I was going to go. Okay. Wasn't convinced yeah. I was going to go. Um, got out of the bath, went and saw the other girlfriend at the time and said, right, I'm going, I'm going to go. Got in the car, drove to my friend's Michael's in Isleworth, left the car there, trained into yeah, Barnet. Yeah, yeah. Trained into Barnet, because I didn't know about parking, I thought it was the best way to yeah. do it. Um, at a pint in the... Met, met my friend Jason, who's a Gillingham fan, who was working in London at the time. Yeah. Um, had a pint, went down, got in, fortunately. Sat on my... Uh, Jason went in the away end for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, the home end. Because he was at... Home the, end. No, the home end, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Sat in that old sketchy stand that they stuck up for yeah. everyone by myself <laughs> without anyone else that I knew around me and watched 90 minutes in pure terror. Absolutely. I went to the top... With, with about 10 minutes to go, I went to the toilet just to... Just, 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 I stayed in there for about seven or eight minutes... <laughs> Just to try and while away some time. Oh, I couldn't do that. You see, back in those days, I used to be, I always used to get the gig of writing the colour piece yes, because I was yeah. a news reporter, still am a news reporter. Which is about the day rather than about the game. Yeah, for dipped in on yeah. sport. Um, so I would write, I wrote the piece about the guy who was up the tree behind yeah. the ground, you know, the. So I, it would be my job to describe the atmosphere and, and you know, have a chat with a few of the fans and that while um, yeah, well, more, more qualified people wrote the um, the actual match report. I I ended up in the World's End in Camden. Good pub, that. Drinking with Jason and his friend. And there were talkie fans in there. And were that's there? where I ended up. And then I went back to my friend Mike's in Isleworth. I had to get the train from whichever train station it was. Yeah. And this is before I lived in London, so I can't even remember which train station it was now. But um, they were selling the, the, the early editions of the National Papers, and I bought three or four of them because they all had talkie in them. Good stuff. And, that, and the World's End in Camden is a magnificent yeah, yeah. pub. Yeah, I have been there for years, but it used to be oh, a good pub. Went in there uh, um, last year, I think, last wow, summer. Yeah. Um, well, that's taken me back as well. <laughs> 
So a few facts and figures about Barnet. They're 22nd, they're bottom of the league, apart from Dover, obviously, you don't really count. Uh, they only recorded one win from November the 14th to April the 17th in 28 games. That's why they're bottom. Mm. But since then, since the pressure's been off, since there's been no relegation, um, they've won three of their last nine. Have so they? suddenly they're one of those teams that we talked about a few weeks ago that's playing with no fear. Yeah. Um, and they're picking up odd bits of points here. We won 2-0 up there in January. Ben Whitfield among the scorers. Okay. Uh, they've lost their last three, but you know they're, they're just this kind of random team that's picking up odd points where you wouldn't expect it. Uh, it's it's odd. Torquay are 6-1 to one on, by the way, oh, we? to win on Saturday. Oh. I never really like that very no. much. No. But, you know, it's... it's uh, there have been games have finished 3-2 between us three times in the past including mm-hmm. including that one. game yeah and we've played 34 games against Barnet we've won 12 drawn 10 and lost 12 mm, fairly, so that, fairly all, even all of which statistics tell you absolutely nothing at all mm. but I thought I'd just look them up anyway yeah interesting uh, and they're one of those teams that you we, we, we it does feel like we've had a, a shared history re- yeah. recently doesn't it it does shared uh, history and yet, and yet saying that when we first, when we met them in that big game that year yeah that was the start of that there wasn't really much history before that no that's true since then we seem to have run in parallel we had a lot of players uh, in common Paul McCallum of course Paul mm. McCallum's played for every other team in the league pretty much Dan Sparks Hacken Hayretin was at Barnet Taiwo Atieno was at Barnet, and the enigma that is Manny Duku, of course, yep. was at Barnet. The Dukinator. <laughs> Do you know, I had a look at him as well. Um, when he started off with Wraith Rovers this season, he got 10 goals in the first 12 games. He was scoring every week. Scoring, he hasn't got one in the last 16 games. Is that right? And he's, he's, he's on the bench for them at the moment. How does that happen? His form has just fallen off a cliff completely, so don't, don't know. Yeah. But he was, he was absolutely going like a train at the mm. beginning of the season. And I remember talking to Gary about him during that period, and Gary said, "Yeah, I knew he had something. He just didn't yeah. bring it to us." But um, and he he's, he seems to have whatever it is. He seems to have misled players it temporarily. Go, go hot and cold. They it's do. Just odd, isn't it? Yeah. But they go, and um, it must be fr- so frustrating for them as well mm. when they know what they can do yeah. when they're on it. We, uh, you could see that with him when he was playing for Torquay. You could see the frustration in him he was getting on the end of crosses and not getting the right contact on the ball or he was missing the target and you could see the frustration that he's he's obviously a decent player he's been decent in other other teams but and yeah those first 12 games at Wraith Rovers they must have thought they'd signed Diego Maradona or something yeah yeah but there you go not so good for him at the moment some interesting ex-goals the one I was talking about just now uh for Crystal Palace against Wolves under 23s, Rob Street got one Did and it? one assist as well. He was just too young to be playing men's too, football. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, that was a get. That, uh, you've just said that he scored in the under 23s again. It's just a different game. It's a different game. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's foot, like foot ch- foot isn't it? It's or, a different or, or chess. Totally different game. Yeah, when you come up against, you know, a, a defenders who have been around the block a bit and know how to just wasn't ready yeah. sure he'll be good in the future just oh, wasn't yeah. quite ready to show us what he could do um and when we were talking about um benji kimpioka earlier on the memory of, of um ashley barnes playing those five games for yeah. us came yeah. into my head now he looked all right but he didn't score no and none of us would have turned around and said that in in what, what is it 10 15 years yeah. time he would have carved out a career that meant him playing the Premiership for 
successive, successive seasons. Yeah, yeah, I he's just a stellar career yeah. he's carved out for himself. Um, Max Sheaf, the other guy who was on loan with Liked him, him here I, I at thought the time. he was all right. He's been released by Hull. Has he? He has. Well, yeah, that's according to the X Goals Twitter feed, for which we're very grateful. Interesting. Um, so he's been released. Shamir Fenelon has been released by Billericay. Also interesting. Joe Ostler uh, has been released by Oxford Never City. Never go back though, eh? And has joined Haven't and Waterlooville. Has he? So I like Joe Ostler. Good, honest, yeah. honest player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, happy to see him carrying on in the game. Um, you know, like to see a player have a long and fruitful mm. career. Good lad, Joe Ostler. Uh, the other, only other two I wrote down, Mark Ellis got an own goal for Notts County the other day. Yeah, he did. And Reese Healy is going even further towards having a statue unveiled for him in Toulouse. He got all three in oh. a, a three-all draw with Dunkirk. Honestly. He's, he's scoring for a pastime in yeah. Toulouse. I'd have uh, him back with a, like a flash. I guess he's actually still on loan, isn't he? I think he probably is, but yeah, I wonder I, if you know if he's going to get into the Cardiff side whether Toulouse will be looking to make a permanent deal yeah. out of that. He's, he's just scoring goal after goal after goal. Uh, he was good though, wasn't he? When oh, he was yeah. on loan at us, yeah. you could tell he was something special. Was. We had him at the same time as Elliot remained, didn't yeah. we? And the two of them together, yeah. you thought... I liked him as well. We, we yeah. could hang on to either or both of these for a bit longer. Yeah. We'd be in proper business. But yeah, good for Reese Healy. Can I mention some well. other Torbay people? Mm. Um, Ollie Watkins got another one. He's, he's, he he's doing yeah. so well. Yeah. And Sam Simmons. Yes. So a guy who was a talky... Torquay Athletic and Timmouth Rugby youth player yeah. has now broken the record for the most Premiership tries in a season Remarkable, with a hat trick. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's, you know, he's, and, 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 and Eddie Jones doesn't want him in the squad yet. Yet Warren Gatlin's taken him as a lion. I you take don't him, understand. You it. take him any day of the week. Yeah, as a as a supporter of Wales, Richard, my opinions of um, <laughs> Eddie Jones are slightly. Slightly <laughs> coloured anyway, but and then um, and then Warren Gatlin, of course, is of course, a Warren Gatlin fish. can yeah. do no wrong. <laughs> but I mean, Sam Sim, he, and the tries that he's getting, they're not scraps either, are they? No, he's I, th- not, I think I think uh, the, the the piece I did on the back of the Express and Echo this week it, it basically said the first two were Exeter tries, yeah. the third one was a was a glorious try. This was Tuesday yeah. night, um, yeah, when they beat London Irish to go back to second in the table. Uh, yeah, interesting, interesting times. I mean, his brother um, picked yeah. up an honour. Because yeah. he was captain, and he's younger, Joe, and they both played for Torquay and Timmouth. I mean, he, he, he picked up an honour because he, he was captain when they won the European uh, Heineken yeah. Cup last season. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, we, we've got some decent sports people out we there have. doing it in the big time, haven't we, at the moment? So, hey, listen to us talking about rugby as if we yeah, know what we're talking about. Yeah, as if I know what the <laughs> hell I'm talking about. Yeah, we know right. We so obviously, uh, we were talking 20 years ago when I had my first ever interview with the Sunday Independent after leaving Talk United. And uh, they didn't take me on, but then they called me back later when they couldn't find anyone else better. That's how it happened. <laughs> True. Kevin Marriott, thank you for that call. Yeah. Um, well, but I was so... Um, I knew nothing about rugby at all. I hadn't even looked at rugby since I left school. That the night before, I looked up the difference between rugby league and rugby union. That's all you need to know. That's <laughs> literally all you need to now, know. Obviously, you know, <laughs> 20 years later, I'm, I'm an expert. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, thank you very much. I think, I think we're done. I think we've reached the yeah, end of a well, long agenda. Is this a long one? Apart from the fact that we'll say we have a guest 
next week. Oh, yes, we do. It'll be yeah. a special podcast next week. We'll be joined we're, next week. We're, we're hoping to have a few more guests, aren't we? Especially with the summer coming up. Yeah. 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 I you, think we might try and, try and get some people in. Any of you out there might get the call at any time. Yeah. Um, and if, if you want to come in and talk about anything you want, yeah. let us know. Even if it's rugby. Yeah. <laughs> But next week we'll be joined by Hayden Jones, the uh, erstwhile editor of Bamba's Right Foot, the uh, fanzine, fanzine, terrific fanzine. Ex-work colleague of yours as well. Yes, indeed. Uh, Current walking football colleague of mine as well. And um, do you know it's 30 years since the Blackpool game at Wembley? Coming up at the end of this month, Honestly, for that reason, you really make you feel old sometimes, guy. We'll be explaining the <laughs> thinking behind the title "Bamba's Right Foot," and we'll be talking to Hayden about all things Talkie United. It's it, it's something. Uh, getting old, this will happen to everyone, <laughs> right? But when you meet people who weren't even alive when yeah. that game happened, yeah, I mean, there are people walking around in Talkie shirts who weren't alive when Barnet happened. Absolutely. There are people running the other podcasts and the other websites and yeah. the forums and that who weren't at the uh, at Wembley for the Blackpool game. And to me, that doesn't actually seem that long ago. No. I no. am old. I, uh, Do we need to retire? Yeah. Yeah, on full pension. That? Full pension. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been the Yellow Army podcast again. We do appreciate your company. Massive game on Saturday. Hope we'll see you there. Um, we can actually say once uh, again... If you see us at the game, um, you know, come say hello. Come say hello. Tell us, tell us what you like and what you don't or, like. Or elbow click or whatever. Elbow they call bump, it. Yeah. kick me on the ankle, yeah. anything you like. Pretty hard. Be nice to see you. And as ever, and even more so this uh, yeah, Saturday, absolutely. come, on, come you on you yellows. We couldn't even do that in time, in, uh, in person. We're useless, aren't we? <laughs>